Michelle Monday. Let's do it one more time. Michelle Monday. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in the to the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five star review. I'm Leah here with Craig, Petey, and Sean. It's, it's a whole cruise. Yeah, it's today. been a, it's been a few days. So, mm-hmm. um, lots to get into. We're gonna have a really thorough Petey's puck talk. <laughs> Pack a lunch. Thorough is the keyword here. Yeah, uh, <laughs> mere thirty six slides apparently. <laughs> Not a big Pack deal. Pack a lunch. Um, on Matias Michelli. But before we get into all of that. Craig, you moved your daughter into oh. college yesterday. Uh, did you bring tissues? <laughs> no, I can go around? grab some. All right. Um, can she see yes, your house from her dorm room? No, she can't. Although <laughs> she's checking. pretty high up, so you know, can see a, a ways. We we decorated her room yesterday, which took about it's 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 a very small room, but it still took about two and a half hours to decorate because, as I mentioned on a previous show, <sighs> we spent a little bit of money on things to decorate her room. It's a nice place, actually. Very happy with that. And the best part of it all is that she doesn't start coursework until Thursday. So she decided to spend a couple more nights at home. Really? Yes. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait. I don't know. We're not going to. So she we didn't have drop off yet. She, yeah, stayed she at home? slept at home last night. She won't go there till Wednesday. Tara's going to campus. They're going to go together. It's kind of cool. And, you know, huh. sort of a soft landing. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Well, congratulations to the Morgan family. Yeah, it's a, it's a really special time. It really yeah. is. It's an amazing. <laughs> I hope she's committed to the color scheme because she's going to have it for four years. <laughs> yeah. She is all in on pink. <laughs> all in on pink. All right. Yeah. I have, did. I I'll went show the, you photos later. I went the turquoise route, which I don't know. I, I had some regrets by senior year. Any, I don't, my, anybody want to guess what uh, route I went? Orange? Yeah. Orange, yeah. That was a, a decision I regretted immediately bright <laughs> orange sheets were a lot better in theory than in practice <laughs> yeah oh i don't Lord. recall my son having a theme yeah like it was blues and grays and there might have been blacks and whites i don't think there was a theme i have a follow-up to the orange sale. decor by the way sean yeah. how did that play when you brought oh my god just, just I mean, curious it, it played well enough did you have a did you have oh. a bed frame that's all that matters? Yes or no? So, I mean, I, I was in a dorm my freshman year, go. so I, I had what go. I needed. So what we did, and I know no one gives a shit, but what we did is, you know, lofts like everything. Oh, you got to build a loft. You got to build. A loft. They don't need them anymore, like at U of A, because the desks are really high, where the beds are high with desks underneath. But we, a buddy of ours, his dad was a carpenter, and he built houses. So he came to our dorm. And we built a second floor <laughs> on our dorm. It was just about headlight. What? And it went, it went wall to wall. And it was half the room. And so we had a whole second floor. It was just about head height. How could you get away with that? And so the mattresses went in there. <laughs> there still the mattresses in there. We had a TV up there. We had a what? stereo up there. And then underneath it, we had our couches. So we had like a living room with no beds in the way. And the beds, you had about two feet up above there. But it was an entire floor. It was carpeted. Brilliant. When I went to school, we slept on hay. (laughs) (laughs) Jay Bean said, I moved my son yesterday to ASU. It took about two hours to unpack. Luckily, he didn't want it decorated. I didn't cry when we left. (laughs) That'd go Jay Bean. Jay Bean's been waiting for this moment for 18 years. This was was a necessary break. Beat it, pigeon. (laughs) All right. Well, um, don't worry. They'll all be back. Speaking of (laughs) you. Yeah. And uh, youth, Matias Michelli, entering his sophomore, if we're going to stick on the college theme here, his sophomore season for the Arizona Coyotes. Um, we talked about, we actually just redrafted the 2019 draft and we redrafted Matias Michelli in the first round. Originally, he went in the fourth round, mm-hmm. pick 98 to the Coyotes. Um, and 
just to be blunt, I think that's picked has worked out better for them than so Victor Soderstrom at 11th overall at this point in time, at least. Um, so the Coyotes really landed a good one in the fourth round in 2019. Yeah. You're looking at me like you want to say something. No, I'm just, I, I am thinking it, it's interesting how when Michelli made the team last year, and I think there might have even been a little bit of a surprise that he made the team last season. Um, I think all eyes were on Dylan Gunther in training camp of the young players and all the rookie time was, oh, what about Dylan Gunther? Matias Michelli, extremely talented offensive player of the year before in Tucson, 57 points in 47 games. But but it was still, yeah, you weren't sure. You're like, oh, he might make the team. He might make the team. And then... Mm-hmm. Good grief. He explodes onto the scene. So I, I, I think he, he was almost a little bit of an unsung underdog kind of kid coming into a camp just a year ago. So I'm going to go back to the start of camp and, and really what I, I, I have to be honest. I didn't think Matias Michelli was going to make the team because I didn't think he was ready. And I'm going to go back to this Mark Bell quote. Of course, Mark Bell's now a scout for the, yep. the team but was in player development at the time. Um, here's what he said. He's really figured out how to create time and space for himself. He's come a long way in his strength, but that's still his biggest need, like a lot of young players. His strength on his stick has improved, but he needs to improve more. We want guys to play between the dots. This is no surprise to you, Petey. Rick Tockett, preach this. We can find the He can find the good ice and find space to make plays. He can shoot the puck, and he can also really pass the puck. We saw that in spades <laughs> yeah. last year. But he tends to go to the outside too often. Whereas I'd like to, him to take it inside the dots more often and be a threat to shoot, <laughs> not just as a pass. And that was know? a year ago? This was a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago. And it's wow. funny remembering Andre Turini's quote, you know, that he wants him to pass to the mesh. Pass to the net, yeah. Pass to the back of the net. Um, but I didn't think he was going to make the team, but man, he came on. And, and the thing that jumps out at you, obviously, is his playmaking ability. He still needs to shoot the puck more, but he's had a lot of success each step of the way, if you start going back through it, you know, you talked about the draft year coming out of Dubuque. Oddly enough, he was in the USHL and then went back to Finland. He's the Liga Rookie of the Year with, with Ilvis, um, plays another season there. He was on pace to set the Roadrunners all-time points record for a single season while he was down there. Would have done it had the Coyotes not called him back. Him so really, really strong performance every step of the way. And then he s- gets on the scene here and he makes the all-rookie team and should have been a finalist for the Calder Trophy. Yeah. But absolutely. even finishing fourth, though, is quite a, yeah. quite a testament Huge, to what he yeah. did for the number of games. He played 64 games. If he plays all 82, maybe that maybe that scenario changes. <clears throat> um, I, I think, and we're going to talk about this at the end of the next segment, is, is where is his future? And I, I, like, I expect him to, to I, I think he has to do better. I think he needs more. I think mm-hmm. he needs to add to his repertoire and, and, um, I think he is going to be a key offensive player on this team. Now, the good news for him, he doesn't have to be the guy. I mean, he's not even close to the guy. Not even close. I mean, you got Keller and Schmaltz and Zucker and um, Cooley coming. Cooley's coming. And, and he, so he can still say in in the role where he's he's just he's there. I'm going to be really, really, really good, but I don't have to be the guy. And I think that the I don't want to say it's not a pressure situation for him. So I do expect him to continue to grow and continue to go forward without having to be in the spotlight. But he's a kind of a player that when you're ready to win. This is the kind of player you need on your roster. You need a guy that can provide secondary offense. I do think he needs to improve on his defending of the game a little bit. But as a guy that he is going to be a key part when they're ready to win in the next two or three years when you're talking about playoffs, which we're not talking about this year, by the way. Yeah, (laughs) Um, but it is interesting because 
going into a sophomore season, there's there tends to be a sophomore slump for a lot of NHL players, for people in general. Um, and one of the things that he was asked about in his press conference, which he did from Greece, by the way, which we'll get to yeah. a little bit more in a little bit. Um, but at the start of the season, nobody really knew who Matias Michelli was. And by nobody, I mean people outside of the Coyotes community. <laughs> they didn't so know much, by the time we got to the college voting. Yeah, so much so that he didn't have a photo on NHL.com until Craig, like, put them on blast on Twitter um, and some and kind of bullied them into putting a photo. And by the end, he was someone who was talked about um, in the Calder conversation. And again, I think maybe if he'd been more known and if he'd played all 82 games, he could have been a, fi- I think he's, I think he should have been a finalist. If he played but for an Eastern team? If he played for the New York Rangers, he's a finalist. Team. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, the fact that Stuart yeah. Skinner finished second in Calder voting is a joke in my opinion. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, but he's Average season. Edmonton. He, he, in Edmonton but where was their Stanley Cup parade the challenge that Matias Michelli faces now going into his sophomore year is that now people know who he is so maybe they're gonna defend him differently maybe now they're gonna say Mm -hmm. hey this guy's a threat he's not just some guy we've never heard of within a a Finnish guy with an Italian sounding name like and that could make it harder for Matias Michelli to play the game this year we'll see um i'm really curious how he's going to overcome that because i do think it will come up for him um and now he's on a contract that he it's a it's a three-year deal so he has three years to kind of prove himself to get i mean hopefully for himself a big a bigger ticket um 3.425 av right now for the next three seasons yeah it feels like a bridge deal right yeah that we, we don't see a lot of those in the nhl these days but further to your point about him needing to take it up a notch Andre Turney has stressed that over and over again. Guys adjust to you. They understand who you are as a player. You can't be a one-trick pony. You can't just be a playmaker. You have to be a shooting threat as well. Teams will defend him differently now that they know he's just a playmaker. So he's got to add an element to his and game. And once they watch PD's puck talk today, they're oh, really going to know what to defend. But you talk about Nathan Rudo. 36 Ru- slides. Rudo, Rudo at our sister station up at DNVR says you're Alex Tange. And he's another player, Coyote legend Alex Tange <laughs> with his 18 games as a Coyote. But when you go through the statistics of Alex Tange, what he was, I mean, he was a playmaker. Like, and he never really did he even have, yeah, he did have some 20-goal seasons, but he was he was a playmaker. He could distribute mm-hmm. the puck extremely well, really competitive, could play both sides of the puck. I think Michelli, I, I wouldn't put him in, in that air, air yet. I think he needs to still... He needs to learn this team. I think the team needs to learn how to defend better. And I know Andre was really excited about how well his team defended last year. I think they still need to take strides this year. And I think with with a more veteran lineup that they have, um, I, I think that they will be able to take that step. But Matias needs to, he needs to be in more situations. Like you, need, the way you get better at defending is you defend more. The way you get better at some of the things we've talked about is you, you need more reps. It's, I mean, he's, he's well, how many games in the league? He's, yeah. you know, he's, he's 80 some games in the league. So he will continue to get better. But I think there are plenty of things that he needs to work on in his game. Yeah. And I, we shouldn't bury the lead because I think we should get into the PD Tuck talk, especially because there's 36 30 slides. Um, I don't know if you've heard how many slides there are. There's 36. Do you remember that 7 a.m. course you took in college where you fell asleep? Um, oh, oh, did I say that? Stop it. PD is entertaining. <laughs> no, um, it's, it's boring as he, shit. I get it. Stop. No, it's not. This it's is so insight that informative. people can't get anywhere else. Yes. You were in oh, the coach's yeah. room. You yes. understand this. And you were looking through clips the way you did. I would. I would. Yeah. I tell you what, after breaking, I I. I and this is another bad thing. Last time on McBain, you gave me a day. And Dumba, I think I had an afternoon. I had a week on Michelli. Buddy, welcome to the business. So I watched a lot of him. 
I would like to coach against him right now. <laughs> yeah, I would say. Oh, like no. The, when Michelle's coming down with the puck, do this. That's what I would do. All right. Well, so I'm excited. I hope he's watching. Before we get into all of that, um, Matias was also one of 800 NHL <laughs> players to either get engaged yeah. or married this year. Every coyote, it um, seems. God, it's his rule. Got engaged in, in Greece. Greece. wonder if they had a honeymoon. Uh, well, we can find out they at will. some point. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. I'm sure they will. Uh, don't tell Heidi. <laughs> um, so congrats, Matias, and congrats. And then sorry that PD is about to find all the holes in your game. But also he will a lot find of good, a lot of praise. A lot, a lot of, of praise as well. Yes. Lots of praise as well. But before we get into all of that, um, we were we were heavy on the Matias Michelli for Calder train. And there were odds for that at the time on the BetMGM Sportsbook. It's really too bad that he didn't win because there would have been some good value on the odds there on the BetMGM Sportsbook app. But that's okay. We have a, a new season, a new slate, new futures. Logan Cooley will probably be in the, the Calder odds on BetMGM here shortly. You can already bet on Hart Trophy, Norris Trophy, Vesna, etc. And, of course, Stanley Cup winners. All of that good stuff. Um, and, of course, baseball if you want to bet on sports happening now, Women's World Cup, WNBA, etc. And NFL. It's, it's right around the corner. You can bet on NFL preseason if you want. <laughs> but... To do all that, you need to sign up for BetMGM. And if you haven't done so yet, make sure you use code PHNX when you sign up. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If it loses, you can check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. With Craig's daughter off to college, one of my biggest struggles in college was like feeding myself. <laughs> Listen, Eating. it's hard. You're busy. You're doing social Craft stuff. Dinner. You're Katie. you're you're studying. Sometimes it's Robin. hard to to think about Toast? food. Can't and even what? have craft dinner in most dorms because no, you, you don't have a stove or anything. That's no, true. Well, I, I would always buy the little plastic the little cups, plastic cups. Yep. with that water. Was, I, it was gross. Terrible. terrible. Awful. Um, but. And you know what? It's still a struggle today. Who am I kidding? Being an adult is hard. You have to, no, you have to think of what to eat three times a day for the rest Good of your life. It doesn't get any easier. That's tough. Um, that's why Factor Meal Kits is here to make it so much easier for you. Let me tell you, I got my box of Factor Meal Kits. I was so blown away at how unbelievable these were. I think I'm just like so used to eating like mid-frozen meals. The thing about Factor is they're not frozen. They're fresh. And it just takes two minutes in the microwave it was so easy and they sent us a bunch of shakes too which those um have a couple months to go so you can like spread those out loving those as snacks sean is Did doing you got your factor sean too, doing sean? the matias oh my fingers behind See, the screen. Well, I, I forgot to fill out the goddamn form mm. <laughs> so here i sat last night with well, rice with cut our, up asparagus in it you can use our Love code you can use our code and get a discount I'll use the code. Tell me how to get it. How do I get it? The smoothies are phenomenal. How do I get it? The meals, like they're every time like I was like, meal? how good can this be? And I would eat it. And it, everyone was Vegetables? better than the last. Vegetables. They had cauliflower rice. I love it. Mushroom. Like, oh my Try God. Healthy. Some of it tasted like stuff I would get in a restaurant. I'm serious. So good. How do I get it? Okay. So you're going to head to factormeals.com. Okay. Maybe you should do this while we're talking. Okay. Head to factormeals.com slash PHNX Yotes 50. 
and use code PHNXYOTES50 to get 50% off, Petey. I can do that. Especially with Heidi out of town, you need all the help. That was my problem. I should have planned ahead. That's code PHNXYOTES50 at factormeals.com slash PHNXYOTES50 to get 50% off. Take advantage of this deal. It's phenomenal. All right. I'm going to hand the reins of the show over to you, Petey. (sighs) Buckle up. Buttercup, because this is here we go. Are you ready, Sean? To pause to start Petey's Puck Talk, and this is Petey's Puck Talk, the Matthias Michelli edition. And let's start right away with his strengths. And we've talked about it before, he's an elite passer and playmaker. And when we talk about his passing skills, he finished first in all rookies in the National Hockey League last year playing 16 fewer games than the second closest player, and that was Matty Beniers. On the Coyotes, where did he finish? Second. Behind who? Keller. And he played 18 fewer games than Keller. So the kid can pass the puck. Let's look at some of the reasons why and why he's so successful passing the puck. So let's take right away, and we're going to look at his vision. He has the ability to see his players through crowds. You talk about a quarterback being able to find a, a receiver upfield. Michelli has the vision to see players behind other players. And he knows where they're going to go and anticipate their next move. You can see this play where he passes it through four players on the Seattle Kraken to find who else? I, Craig just fell asleep. But Lawson <laughs> crosses the doorstep for an easy tap-in. But he's willing to make those kind of plays between people and through people. Here again, you see his vision. He receives the puck along the wall on the top left. And before he even gets the puck, he knows that Krause is down there below the goal line. And he passes to where Krause is going to be, not where he is. And he is so confident in his passing. You're going to see the third picture on that slide where you see the two sticks in the lane. He's still confident enough to make that pass all the way again. To Lawson Kraus for an easy tap in. That's a tough pass. <laughs> and you're going to go again to the next one in his vision. You're going to see it again. The one thing about this in the top left, it's hard to see, but he fills in for a defenseman that goes down the wall. So he's a smart offensive player. He knows where he's supposed to be. So by the time the puck gets to him, he's already looked down low. He sees the player by the net, and he knows the second that puck gets to his stick, it's leaving. His vision is elite. His ability to find players through seams before he has the puck. He looks before he has the puck. And that's where it comes up to the next slide, where you talk about anticipation. This is on the power play. We're going to see him on the half wall in the first picture on the top left. He's on the left side. Doesn't have the puck, but he's already glancing through the seam, so he knows where the puck's going to go before he even gets it. He's looked. He's checked off. He gets the pass. And if you see in the big picture in the middle, he stares straight at the goalie. Everybody bites on this. The goalie bites all the players. He's shooting. He's going to shoot. Everybody moves to his side of the ice. (laughs) He slides it across for, again, Another easy tap in that look away pass. You see it next on this next slide. It's even better where he's staring straight at the goalie. Everybody is coming to Matias Michelli. He pulls everybody to him. He's able to slide it across for an easy tap in again. The other thing he's got is really, really high skilled and he uses plays that most players won't use on the top two pictures he's stuck at the red line. He's going to get pinched off. No, he finds a way. He puts it between his legs to a breaking loss in Krause. He's got the ability to make those kind of passes. And if you go to the to the bottom picture, he makes it behind the pass on a rush play. He's already checked. So he knows where the player is as he attacks the net behind his back on one foot on the tape in the back of the net. And this play sums it up too. His ability is at the net in the first slide, hacking and whacking, trying to score. As the puck goes behind the net and he's chasing the puck, he looks in front, sees all alone again, Lawson Krause, 
by the time he gets to the puck, one move without looking, facing the boards, one-handed wow. touch pass backhand on the tape to Lawson Kraus, mm. and it's in the net. Again, one more of this easy plays to Lawson Kraus, and you're going to see him Another backhand play. He draws all the attention to him. He knows where Kraus is. Backhand touch pass to Kraus. Interesting about Kraus. Kraus had 24 goals last year. Michelli had the primary assist on nine of those goals, almost half, and three more secondary assists. So half of Kraus's goals for the entire season, Michelli was responsible huh. for. Next thing we're talking about his skill, his hands, and his hand speed, and his skill with his hands. You're going to see on this play, he attacks the blue line. It's a rush play. Quick feet. He's not a fast skater. He's not going to blow you the doors off with his speed, but he's got a quick change of direction. On this play, he stops, cuts to the middle of the ice, and you can see the Blues forwards, or excuse me, Edmonton Oilers forwards, skate past him towards the dot, leaving him all kinds of room at the top of the circle, and he's able to score from the top of the circle in the middle of the ice, all because of his quick hands and his quick change of direction. Here on this play, he drives the net. And Craig, we know we teach players without the puck, drive the net. Usually, Michelli's carrying the puck at this point, but he doesn't. The pass is actually going from the top, um, from McBain to the right wing. And you'll see him just drive the net hard. But what he does to finish the play off, he drives the net, but he's got this quick, again, quick feet and quick hands that he's able to beat the Calgary goalie wide. He pulls it in tight and beats him wide on his backhand. So that takes quick hands to do that. Again, just another quick hands play on a breakaway against the Edmonton goalie. Quick feet, quick hands, able to beat goalies one-on-one. -on -one. He has an effective shot when he uses it, and he only uses it when he absolutely has to. You're going to see him here, the two defenders, sticks in the middle of the lane. He wants to pass. He's a first-pass guy. Can't make the pass. Great shot, and he's able to put it in the top of the net. He's got to gain confidence in this shot because you can see when he's in a position to shoot, he's he's effective at getting pucks to the net. He can pick corners. He can beat goaltenders clean. He just has to build the confidence to do that more often. So this season, he is going to have to find a way to shoot the puck more. So what are the areas he can improve on? And this is the most important part. We've talked about how great he is passing the puck and shooting the puck. Let's see what he needs to improve on. And it's just what Craig said was his weakness a few years ago. It's still his weakness now, and it's his strength. You talk about his play along the wall with the puck. Whenever he is challenged, he needs to be able to fend off players. He needs to be able to use his strength, his arms, and push people off of the puck. Right now, he's too easy to be separated from the puck. So you can see on this play is the Vancouver forwards get to Michelli, able to pin him against the boards, and the puck is going the other way. You're going to see it in this play. The top two pictures are from Seattle. Check. Separate from the puck. On the bottom play, Edmonton, 50-50 puck along the wall. Separate and pin him. Walk away with the puck. It became a common theme for this, this season. He's going to have to get stronger so he can defend the puck along the wall. The next thing is smart puck's decisions. And this, his greatest asset becomes his greatest weakness. Hmm. He is so confident in his passing that he does it too often. And you're looking at this play. This is on the power play. There are three bodies and three sticks mm -hmm. in the lane. His best play right here is to shoot the puck with a guy at the net. But he wants to make the pretty pass play, so he tries to go through people's feet, and he turns the puck over. You're going to see this often with Michelli. So as many passes as he attempts, he tries to make plays that he's forcing through areas that there are no openings. You're going to see it on the top side with Seattle. There are three players, sticks in the lane, bodies in the lane, yet he still tries to throw it all the way across the ice for an easy tap-in. Seattle deflects it. 
and it's gone the other way. And these are on the power play. If he wants to be a power play player, he cannot turn these kind of pucks over. Right now, he's on the second power play unit, adding power play players like they did this year. He cannot do this, or he's going to find himself sitting on the bench. You're going to see it on the next slide. Same thing on the power play. Three sticks in the middle of the ice. There is only one play. Either he's got to get it back to the point, or he's got to attack the goal line to the player down by the net. He cannot continue to try to throw pucks where there is no openings. He does it again here against Anaheim. The puck goes down the end of the ice. Here's his other weakness, and this happens at the blue line, which is where Craig talked about him playing to the outside. He wants to get the puck to the outside of the blue line and then throw pucks blindly to the middle of the ice on the blue line. He does it consistently instead of either dumping and chasing or trying to get a puck on net and retrieve it. He tries to pass the puck through the middle of the ice. And now you're going to see where that happens the most is on the power play. He is the drop pass guy, the speed guy on the second power play unit. He drives incredibly hard to the blue line, and then he just throws the puck away. And it was over and over that he does that, where he drove the line, and he threw the puck away to the middle of the ice. Whether there was a pass there or not, he it's, it was almost he was trained to just throw the puck to the other side of the ice, and the puck got dumped and went back the other way. You're going to see it one more time on the power play where he gets across the blue line, throws the puck to the middle of the ice, and it's dumped. He's going to have to learn to hold onto the puck or use the wall to drop it back to the defenseman that's handing at the blue line. He cannot throw pucks away on the power play or he won't be on the power play. We have to talk about another puck decision. He wants to go into traffic. Here he is on a five-on-five play. He takes the puck right into the middle of the ice. It's a one-on-four. Craig, what do you do on a one-on-four? Dump the puck. Dump the puck. There's no other play. That is it. There's one play. Dump the puck. He tries to go through four people, and then he tries to make a pretty drop pass. <laughs> Your favorite. Turned over, goes the other way. Here he is against Edmonton. It is a one on five. There's no play. Again, his confidence is great that he has the confidence, but there are situations as you learn and grow in this game, you're going to have to learn to dump the puck in or find the next best play. He carries the puck too much, turned over, and it's going the other way. The other one that drove me bananas watching him is this little soft backhand thing. And what happened is he has time on this particular play. They're breaking out of the zone. Had it on his forehand. He had it. He's on his forehand skating forwards up the ice. You are a much better puck handler passing forehand than you are backhand. He turns his body in a bad position and tries to make a backhand sauce. Well, he was on the forehand. Made no sense to me. Turn the puck over. Puck's going back the other way. You're going to see it on the below sides there. He's doing the same thing against Seattle. He's got the puck on his forehand. He cuts to the middle so he can get on his backhand, and he turns the puck over. He's got a soft stop the soft backhand plays. And most importantly, we've said it all season, he has to shoot the puck. He finished 17th on this team, 17th yeah. in total shots on goal for the Coyotes last season. He finished 20th, 20th in shots per game. <laughs> That's crazy. 20th in shots per game. The players played over 20. 20th of all the Coyote <laughs> forwards, only two had fewer shots per game. Liam O'Brien and Zach Cassian. Guess what? They're not there to score. Oi. Oi. Finished first on the team in shooting percentage. With 18%. So when he does shoot, they go in. Schmaltz was second with 16.7. And Keller third with 16.6. So when we see situations like this, on a two-on-one with McBain, he's got the puck on the dot. The goalie's moving. Shoot the puck. Instead, he tries to make another pass, puts it into the defenseman's skates, and there's no play. Here he is again where he talked about there's no passing lane. He's got two guys driving the net. Shoot the puck. Worst case, it's going to be at the goalie's feet and you got guys driving in it. He's got to learn to shoot the puck when the opportunity presents itself. Lastly, after compiling 49 points in 64 games and finished fourth in rookie scoring, expectations are extremely high 
for second year Ford, Matias Michelli. And that is PD's Puck Talk. Wow. Fabulous. Fabulous. That, it, those stats at the end are fascinating. It's, it's phenomenal. When you start diving into the stats, he has, and I think, because I know that he's tuned in today from Greece or wherever he is, <laughs> and, and you see those stats, you go, when when when, when the only player's not shooting the puck, and I, I mean, defensemen are shooting more than, most of the defensemen yep. have more shots on goal than he does during the season. It was, when you're 17th and you're a guy that's getting the ice time and second power play time, and you're 17th? Yep. That's the narrative from Andre all shots. season. <laughs> Do, yeah. you, do you feel like then of all the weaknesses you just went over, that needs to be the highest priority? But it, yes, because I think that will eliminate him from making bad passes at the wrong time. Yeah. And I think mm. if he shoots the puck more, he won't try to pass the puck through four players. And I think his it's, you know, you said I said it, his greatest strength is his greatest weakness. He's so confident in that play and he's so confident in his ability to pass. And that's followed him all the way from juniors till now, his ability to pass the puck and make plays that I think he feels I can make that play. I don't think he's afraid of making a pass through anything in any situation or circumstance. I think his experience will start to teach him, gosh, I need to make a different play here. So you're saying we need more finish. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. It's not that's even a, dad joke Wednesday. <laughs> that's, 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 <laughs> we need more, more. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I think when he shoots more, he'll be less apt to turn those pucks over. And the one, as I started to go through it, his turnovers on the power play were egregious. Like he, his, He's on the half wall, and you want, the play you want is to make that seam play all the way across. That's the one that's going sure. to score. But you everyone to, knows it, too. And yeah. that's that's the thing that teams are trying to take away you more than anything. Seam, you, and yes. We're talking the best power plays in the league want that pass to go through that seam. And I, 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 I think when you talk Rangers, Pittsburgh, Washington, they want that scene pass. They take that away. And, and he's what's going to make him more of a threat on the power play is that he's got the ability to either drive the net from there, like Keller will do on the power play. He'll shoot from there. Or he can find that outlet pass to the guy in front of the net that can pop off. I was going to ask play. you about that, too. Like uh, the, the, the quote that I read from Mark Bell earlier, did you get the sense that he was attacking the net more than maybe in the past? <sighs> no. Hmm. Maybe a little bit. Not He's not driving the puck outside often. He only did that on entries where he tried to take the puck faded away. I yeah. think his ability, what he wanted to do with getting pucks to the, his body towards the net is he wanted to draw defenders towards him. Okay. I think his game plan was to almost present the puck like, hey, here it is. Come get it. And then as guys come to him, now I'm going to put it behind my back between my legs or saucer it away from you. So I don't think he was afraid to get to those areas. Yeah. But I still think the only time you saw him actually drive the net is when he was all alone on a breakaway or two-on-one. Other than that, he didn't. And I think part of that is his speed that I don't think is extremely fast. But to do that, we saw it in McBain's game. McBain's strong. And his ability to fight guys off and, and drop his shoulder and push guys away from getting to the net, I think he's going to have to learn to spend some time in the gym and get that where he feels like he can push guys off in front of the net. Otherwise, I, I don't know if driving the net's going to be part of his game. Well, well, um, we have a super chat from Charles, 563, the 63, I'm guessing, Michelli's number. Um, incredible breakdown, PD. Definitely hoping to see Michelli continue to grow and improve this season. Thank you for the super chat, Charles. And Brian said, expectations high, but plenty of opportunity to obtain. He shoots more. Defense is going to expect him to pass. He could score a lot. And that's and true. If he, yes. if he just switches up his game a little, he could overcome that sophomore slump. I could see that that, that, that fake play that we talked about where he's faking like he's going to shoot. Yeah. Do the opposite now. 
Shoot. He's looking for that pass. So now look, look to the pass, look to the pass, look to the pass. And be like, oh, Michelli's And a everybody's going to go yeah. to that side. And, and, and the goalie, I tell you what, these goalies watch a lot of film. Yeah. Goalies are anticipating that pass across because that's the hardest save for them to make. Yep. We'll talk about that later. It's called the Royal Road. Yep. It's the line that's... Steve Alicat. Yep. Yep. It's a line that goes right down the middle of the ice. And if you can get a pass across the Royal Road, you have a much greater percentage chance of scoring. So goaltenders know that. So they're going to start to cheat. And I think he's going to have the ability... Even if he doesn't score, even if he can get the puck to the right. net, and you're talking about screens, tips, rebounds, I think that's going to elevate his game. Yeah, you combine the Royal Road with his reputation, then he's probably going to have some opportunities at least early on before maybe somebody clues into the fact that he's actually shooting more now than he has in the past. Yeah, and I I, I know Rudo brought up Zucker, and this is why, why I think it's so important for him to start this season with Lawson Kraus. And I think Zucker is going to be a guy that's going to help carry Dylan Gunther along in his education of the game. I think Matias and Kraus have something special. You were able to Agreed. take Bugstead there. You would have McBain there. You're able to plug and play the center a little bit because both McBain and Bugstead played a straight ahead game. And they I think that was pretty easy to read. I think the magic that Michelli has with Kraus, man, that's hard to replicate. Like you saw how many goals just in this example where yep. Kraus just tapped it in. Yeah, and, and they I like th- playing together. You talk to Lawson about it too. They, 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 they complement really each other well. That's yes, that they do. you said yes, about they do. the primary yeah. and secondary assists. Assist. It's and crazy. It's, and it's always when you when you think about going back to something we talked about before that a lot of coaches think about when they think about forwards. They project them in twos. They project them in yep. pairs. These two guys belong together. I agree, and I, I think yeah. the centers on this team, you could literally put them with any of the other centers, and and I think they would be able to do the same thing. Like Barrett Hayton could fit in that spot. McBain could fit in that spot. Um, even a, a, a guy um, like Boyd can fit in that spot because yep. they're all they all play straight ahead and get to the net. And I think that that's what he needs to help open up space for Kraus and then his amazing passing. I I tell you, when you watch the film on this kid, his ability his vision and his skill on making plays and passes are are elite i mean mm-hmm. we're talking the very top players in this league make passes. we're talking wow. artemi panarin mcdavid skill it's Completely that agree. high end yes it's impressive yep. and Exciting. i think it's just a matter of time before people really catch on to oh my god this guy can he can distribute the puck yep. with the best of them That's, yeah that was good stuff that was really Thanks, awesome thank you for that great breakdown gets me really excited for the season this is something we're going to be focusing on um on our post games this season too because the team's going to take a step forward. We're not going to be cheering for losses, but we're going to be looking at the improvement of individual players. And Matias Michelli is certainly one that we're going to keep our eye on. Um, I'm counting down the days at this point. I'm excited for fall. I'm just ready for fall. I'm sick of the heat. Um, but it's okay because every time I go to Circle K, I go inside, I get a polar pop. Did you know that the cup doesn't I've heard sweat? The cup doesn't sweat. <laughs> and it Unlike stay, me in the and heat. And it stays colder longer. I went to Circle K uh, over the weekend, and I saw Lindsay on the screen. Seriously? Uh, yeah. So Lindsay made an appearance <sighs> for me. Of course, the one time like I didn't have my phone at the ready to film it, to film I it. like left my phone in my car. Lindsay was on the screen. I promise. It's true. Um, you can catch one of us on the screens at Circle K. Go in, grab some snacks, grab a Polar Pop. Head to Circle K and make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. Right now, you can text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on 32-ounce Polar Pops. Um, Another thing I'm extremely excited about is 20 minutes from now. Amen. (laughs) in the kitchen. Burrito Express is here, and I couldn't be more excited. Actually, like, you know, you wake up and you're like, oh. Like you're just not ready to get out of bed. I swear to God, I said to myself, we get Burrito Express today. 
and I popped right out of bed. I'm telling you, um, Burrito Express, it's just that good. And there's some exciting news um, about Burrito Express because on August 19th, which is this weekend, I think on Saturday, their Tempe location will host a meet and greet from 1030 to 12 featuring Jalen Conyers, Elijah Badger and the Borgays ASU football players. So that was a great opportunity to meet those guys swing by the Tempe Burrito Express from 1030 to 12 on Saturday. Free stickers to the first 25 people to come through. Grab a burrito and follow Burrito Express on Twitter at Burrito EXP. They have locations in Scottsdale, Gilbert, Tempe, etc. Um we, we talk so highly of them, but it's because they're truly phenomenal. And I tell you what, those players, those ASU players are unbelievable. Like Jalen Conyers, unbelievably approachable. they go to Express like Yeah, and they're day. approachable. They're unbelievable yeah. guys. And I'm excited to see what that ASU program can do this year. So if you're hungry, stop by, say hi. If you're not, just say hi, but get a burrito and stop by. The Diefenlock. Yeah. <laughs> he'll stop by and say hi. Yep. He likes Burrito Express. He does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. EXP. Um, okay, Last thing on Michelli, and then we'll move on to some news and notes. Do you want to make a prediction about goals and points? Well, last year he finished with 11 goals. I think I think this season he has to approach 20. Mm-hmm. I think for him to have an effective offensive season, I think he needs to double his goal output from a year ago. So I'd like to. I'm going to set the number at 20. Um, and I think he's going to have to try to play. If if we're talking about an 82 game season, you know he wasn't. He was under a point a game guy. So for 82, and you get him up to 20, I put his points. I'm going to give him a, a 70 point season. Wow, 70. Wow, that's a big number. That's I did crazy. not expect what was you his to point say total that. Last season, uh, he was at 50. 50 in 60, 49. 49 points in 64, 64 games. Yeah, he missed okay. 18 games. You got, you got a guess, or yeah, I'm not, not well, going to go quite much. that high. Because it's 18, 18, 49, and 18, 59. Yeah, it's mid, mid to high 60s. Yeah, that's doable. Okay. 60, I'll go with 67. All right, I'm going to go with 18 goals and 60 points. This is, these are big increments that you're climbing now. Yep. But he, if he can stay healthy, yes, I'm going to say 18 goals and 60 points. And I'm 20 and 67. I want to say 63 because it's his number. Okay. <gasps> um, Love. So I'll go 63 points. And my gut instinct was to say 16 goals. Which is not, I don't know if it's a big enough improvement, but just for the sake of this. Is somebody writing this down? Do um, we keep these? It's funny that there's actually a show record on YouTube. Let us know in the chat how many goals, assists, and points, or just goals and points, um, you think Matias Michelli. Yeah, go crazy with your predictions here. Let us know, and we'll, we'll, we'll revisit this episode when the season's over and see how he does. All right, I'm gonna now throw it to Craig for some. News and notes. News and notes. That should be a new segment. News yeah, and notes be, with Craig. Need music. Um, <laughs> just quick stuff. Um, tomorrow is August fifteenth, and what does that mean? That means taxes are due. Well, there are certain <laughs> players that become free agents. <gasps> College guys Ooh. become free agents on this day. John Farinacci, two thousand. Speaking of two thousand nineteen draft picks, uh, he was third round pick of the Coyotes back in 2019 played at Harvard under his uncle Teddy Donato for a long time it looked like Farinacci was a guy that would be a part of this organization he is opted to become a free agent um, and he's getting offers from some teams I, I think he's probably going to end up with another team I can say definitively he's not going to be with the really? Coyotes so it's it's, it's a shame I um, so really his... like the kid. I just think huh. he was looking for a different opportunity. I'm, I'm hoping to dive a little bit deeper into that once, you know, he finally speaks on the topic. But it became clear a while ago that he wasn't going to sign here uh, after Harvard finished up with the NCAA tournament. So that's so. his timeline, other, yeah. otherwise known as the Fair sequence. Free, <laughs> yeah, he becomes a free agent tomorrow. <laughs> the Fair 
matching you sequence. You are on fire today. Um, that <laughs> is interesting, Craig, because earlier in the calendar year, it seemed very much like he was going to. Yeah, join and then the things band. changed. And I, yeah. I remember being surprised at the time, but yeah, I did report. Is that this okay, a while though, Craig? Ago. Yeah, it's, I mean, listen, I I don't know what Farinacci is going to be. He's going to be a depth forward, right? We, yeah. we But can can you replace guys like that in your system? Yeah, I think so. And I don't I don't think the Coyotes are worried about it. I think they were interested, but. They just couldn't come to an agreement, and he's looking for a different opportunity. Uh, same thing with uh, Robert Master Simone, who, of course, played at ASU alongside Josh Doan. He is going to become a free agent tomorrow. Detroit drafted him, chose not to sign him. Um, I think he has some offers. Honestly, I really think – I know this is going to disappoint Sun Devil fans because he's been around. He's been working out here. But – it looks like he's going to go pro. He's really oh. looking for a pro mm-hmm. opportunity. I don't even think it has to be in ELCs. He's open to other opportunities. He really wants to turn pro. So I think it's unlikely that he's going to be back at ASU. Conspiracy theorist, Craig, does a player like Robert Mastrosmoni, does he fit into a- any way, shape, or form into Tucson? Uh, no, I don't think the Coyotes are interested in signing him. I think his offers are coming from elsewhere. We'll see how it all plays out. He has the option of coming back to ASU, and obviously Greg Powers would love to have him. He's an offensive weapon. You hate to see Josh Doan and Robert Master Simone move on in the same season, but my sense right now is that's probably what's going to happen. Do you think he fits at all with the <laughs> Rochester Americans? Ooh, <laughs> Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. Just oh, saying. Oh, man. Um, all right. Well, we'll we'll see how where those guys end up. Um, and before we talk about tomorrow's show i'm gonna read some of the oh i know some of the chats predictions Stephen here. hartline's on yeah. fire well buddy. first of all brady said 63 goals 63 assists brady i i don't i don't brady's, think so brady's in kansas city and he's might have gone into the ogs um chris said 63 points 15 goals 48 assists i, feel I think like that's, that's doable that's doable charles said 17 goals 65 points steven said 21 goals 74 points i like the See, that's, uh, i think that's more in line where i was going Yep, Chris, if their power play is good and he's on it. Chris said 17 goals, 59 points. Robert said 23 goals, 47 assists. Uh, Michael said 18 goals, 69 points. And Joel, nice. and Joel said 20 goals, 60 assists. So that's 80 points. That's, 80 points. that's math I can Joel, do real quick, Joel. Joel like, started drinking early on this <laughs> Monday morning. 80 points. Wow. All right. Well, hopefully one of us Joel. is close to being right. I, it's funny, though. I think the consensus for this group is from between 60 and 70 points and between 15 and 20 goals. And I hopefully think. he stays healthy all day. I think that's games. the big key yeah. for this. And, and I think... One thing to keep in mind, if you start shooting more, some of those assists may not happen. But I, I, I can't see while following his career timeline that that would not happen, his ability to get the puck yep. um, on people's sticks. Well, we spent a lot of time today talking about the future. Um, and tomorrow we'll kind of look back Woo-hoo. into the past with a very special guest. One. Brad Richardson will join the show mm. tomorrow uh, in studio, correct? Yeah, love me some Richie. In studio? Yep, coming in studio. <laughs> super yeah. excited about that um that'll For be stanley cup winner yeah yeah and one of my favorite quotes all time the, the thing and I, I wrote this about him the thing i love about brad and i'm sure he'll bring this tomorrow is he's going to tell you what's on his mind he's going to tell you the truth he's not going to sugarcoat anything he is he, he sometimes it's blunt but he is an honest honest person and i loved that when i covered him Awesome. He was, he was a, he, in his time here at the Coyotes, and you could saw as maybe his speed dwindled and his, his abilities went down. One thing that never left was his leadership his and his ability. He was one of the last players that could look another player in the eye and tell him to F off. 
and say, <laughs> that's not good enough. Yeah. And, and it was it was the harsh reality of old time hockey going, that's not how you do things. You do it this way. And he was a guy. I tell you what, you want Brad Richardson on your hockey team. You want a player like that because he competes like a bastard, works his ass off. And you know what? He's a he's not afraid to, to, to challenge guys. And I mean, your top players, he'll challenge them. Yeah. And I think that that's helped. And we'll, I can't wait to take inside the locker room of the L.A. Kings when they went on their run, because we're going to see the 2012 season from the other side of the coin. Um, I, I, I What a wonderful human being and teammate. I'm ex- so excited. I haven't seen him in years. So I'm yeah. really excited about this Me tomorrow. Too. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Tune in. So set a reminder for yourself tomorrow, oh, 11 a.m. Can we ask him the thing, the the Tales from the Road thing? Can we yeah, talk about that? 100%. Okay, cool. Sure. PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Subscribe. Hit the notification bell so you never miss when we go live. Um, excited to have him here in person on set so he gets to see all of these FOCO decorations that we have here <laughs> in the studio. Um, we talk about FOCO. They decorate a ton of our sets, and they just have so many good, like, they have clothing. They Especially now that your daughter's going to ASU, you might need to you know, get back in the ASU clothing game. They have like flip flops, yeah. Crocs, Craig. My daughter knows how to spend money. So <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take a look. Craig rocking the Crocs. They also have like Christmas ornaments and stuff. Crocs. Um, no. Just great, great gifts for the sports fans in your life. So check out FOCO. They have your back for Arizona sports. Get the best gear around by visiting FOCO.com. That's F-O-C-O.com and use code PHNX. And for all non-presale items, use the promo code PHNX for 10% off and uh, while you're checking out great sports gear stop by phnxlocker.com grab yourself some merch um i saw a new coyote shirt that will be dropping at the start of the season is that a true story you were not in that meeting so no but you're on a need to know basis pd i might have seen it yeah (laughs) as per usual i got left out of this too i don't know i I was just walking down the hallway and i saw it so i would be glad to fill you in Yeah. Um, it's good stuff. So it is not Tage against the machine. It's not. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the Buffalo Sabres. It does not <laughs> have anything Buffalo to do with the Buffalo Sabres. Sean is somehow going to finesse a Buffalo t-shirt in the PHNX locker. <laughs> um, <laughs> just kidding. It's going to just be like uh, Arizona, the state of like the state of hockey or, or hockey and then town it'll be USA. Like all the all the. And NHL just, players that have come from here. I will then, say like, this about the, around it. I'll say this about the new shirt. It's really cool. Oh, all right. Well, uh, check out phnxlogger.com. Grab your membership so you can get 20% off any new shirts that drop. You can also receive exclusive content, discounts on events, and access to our Discord and access to Craig's weekly diehard only pieces. Yeah, did you name the expansion team? I'm working on it. Please, 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 please. So, Craig's diehard piece on the (laughs) website. Craig's diehard piece on the website right now. It's interactive. So if you're a diehard, make sure you scroll all the way to the bottom of the story and participate. We're going to read the best responses on Wednesday's show. So um, I'm, I have written one. I need to put a little more time into it after today's show, but I I have it open in a tab right here. Um, Do you guys have anything else before we head out today? No? Okay. All right. Well, thank you all so much for being here. Be sure to hit the like button. At one point, there were 63 people watching. huh? But there's actually more than that now, and not enough of you have hit the like, so please do so. It helps us immensely. And be sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel because we are here Monday through Friday live at 11 a.m. every single day. You can also listen to the show on your favorite podcast platform as well, and be sure to follow us there and follow us on Twitter. PD is at S. Peter's Hockey. I'm at Leah Merrill. Craig's at Craig S. Morgan. Sean's at Sean underscore to pause. You can 
Shane's at Shane Deeb. You can follow the show at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Enjoy the rest of your Monday, everybody, and we will see you all with Brad Richardson live in studio on Tuesday.